So, oh, soliloquy. Is that what? <laughs> it's not fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> well, what are we doing? You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. And I'm Josh. I'm JD. And we are back from the dead. Yes. Pun intended. We survived the finale. We survived the beating that was the finale. I feel like they decided, they knew, they knew, they knew we're going to swing this big old dick and hit him right in the face. <laughs> and when we do that, we better roll right into the next series. Right. And just and now for something completely different. So that they can kind of get that taste out of their mouth. Because mm, nobody <laughs> likes to get hit in the mouth and then taste um, it over and over. I, I want to, I just want to say, I appreciate the positive response that we've gotten to our uh, analysis coverage. It feels like vindication that maybe. <laughs> do you feel vindicated? Well, you know, everything that you read and heard was totally shitting on it. And was like, it wasn't, I feel like everybody who's shitting on it is missing the point. And to hear that people agree with us mm. that, and that we got it and that we understood. Not, not that we need your approval necessarily, but we appreciate we it. We do. And, uh, we, <laughs> we, we get people that disagree. We like it. We like it. We do. We like it both ways. Mm-hmm. Don't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Every which way but loose. I, um, I have an apology to make. I, uh, oh, no. Well, it's okay. It's not. Is it's it no, you, no, it's not that kind. Is it a we apology? No, it's just a, in general. Okay. It's a, a Josh forgot. Oh, no. Type of thing, which happens more and more than I'd like for it well, to happen. When you hit that certain age level. <laughs> what age level? I'm not saying. Oh, okay. Out of respect for I, you. Out of respect for your elder. Yes, it starts with a five. <laughs> no. Oh, that's right. That's right. Um, it is a multiple of five. It is. It is, isn't it? It is. It is. Uh, I wanted to apologize and uh, just say thank you. Well, apologize for not mentioning this last week like yes. I intended it to. But I wanted to say thank you again. Uh, to our our buddies uh, over at Dead Fans Talking, mm-hmm. and uh, we appreciate them having us on to do analysis of uh, East. Yes, episode fifteen of season six. If you're keeping score, if you haven't had a chance to give it a listen, uh, of course you're probably thinking, why would I? Why do I care now? After well, they all put that? on a good show, no. you should listen to their <laughs> show. Like if you don't listen to their show and you don't want to listen to our analysis, just listen to their show. They have a real good show. They absolutely do. And you can check them out at deadfanstalking.com. Good guys. Totes. Good guys. Um, so that was it. That was the apology. So, Great apology. How about that? Yeah. And then it was a thank you as well. So it's kind oh, of. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It so was, it, it was all encompassing It's there. like it, it was it, wonderful. It, it's almost like any evening I spend alone with my wife. There's an apology <laughs> and a thank you at the end. Right. <laughs> who, gets, who apologizes? I, Oh no, I do both. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm quite sleepy. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Um, I know what you're trying to say, baby. Uh, let's not uh, let's not beat around the bush. Why would we? Which is what she said. Uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> wow. Moving on. Ooh, it's hot in Before here. Before we do our uh, analysis of 
Monster. Monster. Yeah, season season can't help two. But think of the Nicki Minaj though. Really? I just can't help it. Well, her her minions, her fans are called uh, little monsters, right? Or yeah. her little mon- What are they? Her little monsters I don't, or just I, little monsters? That's beyond my scope of knowledge. <laughs> Is it? However, <laughs> I am aware of the song she sings about being a monster. <laughs> okay, and it just kind of keeps going through my head. Ever going, I'm a motherfucking monster. We know that for the next Six, half of a year, yeah, there's going to be there are babies who are going to be born before we know. <laughs> Well, yes, yes, keep going. That, but that's always true. Well, there'll be six months old babies. There'll be babies that can that couldn't walk that can now talk before we know. But go ahead, continue. There'll be speculation as to who eats it, and I'm proud of us for not speculating last week because that was not the point of the episode. But now that it's over, well, that was it, deliberate on our part. And now yes. that it's over and it's time for speculation, we're going to go ahead and speculate, aren't we? Well, we're going to speculate based on, uh, there's a lot going out around on the internet. There's some people who are talented and who have way more free time than we do. And they've done a lot. And there's some crazies. Well, that's, yeah. Uh, but I appreciate those that have taken the time to really break down and come up with this theory that we feel has enough credence to it. To be mentioned on this prestigious (laughs) podcast. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, Basically, there has been a breakdown of when the finale started. Mm -hmm. Uh, It opened with a, at first you didn't quite know what it was, but you come to find out that it is a, um, it's a point of view perspective. In the van. In the van. But mm. you didn't know that until later. And there was like at least two or three. Is there three times total that there was that perspective was used? It was, I think it was at least three. It may have been four, but at least okay. three. Um, so there was a breakdown uh, when we finally understood what that was. And mm. that was the uh, four characters in the van. In the van. Of Daryl, Michonne, uh, Michonne, Rosita, and Glenn. Glenn. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've really broken down whose perspective that would have been coming from based off of the positioning based the on, based uh, yes and they've narrowed it down to glenn to one to one <laughs> to, to one of the four and it makes a lot of sense it c- could have been rosita because th- those two were in the back in the clearly daryl and um michonne. michonne were in the front now the likelihood of them shuffling positions before they got out of the van is pretty minuscule. You they, saw the light that they had. That wasn't enough. They're pretty hurt. They're not yeah. going to be they're not going to be uh scuffling around. Yeah, they're not going to be like, "Hey, I want to go out first or anything." So, so basically, uh, the, in in this one article in particular, it goes mm-hmm. back even further. Mm-hmm. There's been so many clues this year that uh basically point to if the writers were trying to drop us hints as to who was ultimately going to be the one to go. We're pretty sure these hints were leading us to Glenn. And I think in a way they were trying to give us what you would call a double move in, Mm -hmm. in sports where it's like a, it's like a head fake, but it's a double head fake because head fake, head fake juke. We, we, we historically don't do things the way that we do them. We, we switch things up from the comic book. Mm hmm. Uh, especially when it comes to character deaths. Yes. Right? Because there's characters that are alive in the show that are dead in the book and vice versa. So I felt like the whole fake death 
uh, or uh, make, uh, leading us to believe that Glenn died earlier this year was just the first of the head fake, mm-hmm. right? But if you think about it, the, this episode was not the first time that they used a character's uh, uh, perspective. perspective. POV. Point of view. Yeah. Thank you. They've done that before. And it was in the episode that had Glenn looking at Nicholas mm-hmm. in the episode, thank you. And so, again, it's another example of we're looking at the world through Glenn's eyes. Uh, yeah. He's the one that saw the pictures of all the heads bashed in. And he uh, stared at him for a while. He did stare at him for a while. Uh, he did use a baseball bat uh, or a, had a baseball bat. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember. Interminus. Right? Yes, that's right. Um, that that That's a far reach. That's season four or five. Um, there. But the other thing uh, from this year that I think probably has more weight than anything else is his shift in his character's innocence. Mm-hmm. And he, stabbing, he, he, took he, he, he took his first human life. human life for the first time. And I think, you know, that, that carries a lot of weight. It carries to me, it carries a lot of weight on this show in particular. Mm-hmm. Typically when you have this kind of shift, uh, you know, it, it doesn't end well for those characters. Right. So if you start taking all these different things and you put them into the hopper, I think it's safe to say we can come to the conclusion that at some point it will be revealed. Uh, some people even speculating that um, we won't even get the reveal in the season premiere. But that's that, entirely possible. That is entirely possible. Like it's them walking back, just uh, <laughs> reminiscing, and you don't know who. Like oh, see, and the thing I now I've gone back and rethought about all of season six, and when there's a character's final episode, there's things that. The uh, Walking Dead has always done, and you know, oh, this is this character's final episode. But I feel like this was like they took that those those pieces that they put in the episodes and took them out over the season, and so it was kind of like you said, a swan song for Glenn. And really, the more you look and focus on it, you can see how prevalent Glenn was and how his story arc, just like Rick's story arc, was very prominent. Glenn's story arc was very prominent as well, gave, kind of like saying bye. Yeah, and he gave several epic speeches monologues he did to enid and a bunch of people and i remember us many episodes ago speculating on the fact that we probably won't figure it out or call the we won't be able to call it or maybe we'll get it right but even if we don't we were speculating will we look back and go geez after we find out, geez, all the, Boy, clues, was that obvious. all the clues were there. Yeah. Why didn't we see that? How thick am I? And I think that this is the case. I think this is what's going to happen. Now, they could be doing the triple head fake and say, ah, no, it's still going to be something, somebody completely different. Yeah, which they could. It's not out of the realm of possibility. It's just there is overwhelming evidence that it's points Glenn. to and suggests that it absolutely is Glenn. Yeah. And honestly, at this point, it may be a stroke of genius because here we are talking about this, this whole season, there's been these little dropping, these little hints. They have been preparing us. Mm -hmm. And so when it does happen, I think it'll be initially be like, son of a bitch. But then it'll be like, okay, but I get it. Right. As opposed to complete shock value because you haven't really, uh, you haven't been prepared. I think you're prepared. prepared. Yeah. And I think I am too. I, I feel, I feel at peace yeah. if it were Glenn. I don't want it to happen, but I would, uh, uh, looking back at season six uh, in its entirety, based on the things that they showed us, if, if and when it is revealed to be Glenn, 
I I already feel at peace with that with decision. The yeah. So and if there it is, the the writers could absolutely change their minds, and if they do, they do. That's fine. Yeah. Good, good for you for fooling us and making us think it'd be one thing, and then steering it another way. That that may not be bad writing, and that's okay. But if it is, Glenn, we've been kind of prepared. Comic book fans have been kind of prepared for a long time. Oh, absolutely. So I think. I think that would probably be their best option because of the the vitriol that they've received from this finale, which I still don't understand. But I think that would be the easiest way for them to save some face if it was Glenn. And people are people talking shit, saying that they're not going to watch. Or like, it better be someone other than Glenn. That's not true. After six, seven months of speculation and thinking, Glenn would be the logical choice. And I think everybody would be fine with it. But they've proven before that logic is not always the order. Right. And they don't care the what we think. <laughs> All right. Well, we have with The Walking Dead, we have the ability to have a context outside of just the TV show. And yeah. I think that's awesome. But what I also think is awesome is Fear the Walking Dead has doesn't have that context at all. So we really don't know what's going to happen. This is true. We have ideas based on the rules that and, have been set forth in the universe. And dreams and fears. Yes. And all more those. And more shower scenes. Yes. We need more of those. And car scenes. I mean, you're on a yacht. That yacht's got to have... It's got a desalination a, unit. So. Y- yes. What it's, are we going to do with all this clean water? I know. Shower time. It's like in Captain Ron. Have you ever seen Captain Ron? Of course I have. Where they're doing the shower scene and Captain Ron walks in. He's like, you shouldn't take long showers, boss. <laughs> Uh, you know, waste all the fresh water. So I think that's what's going to happen. I really want to do an, a podcast episode on Captain Ron. Okay, now. that's fine. I love Captain Ron. <laughs> that's fine. We should do it on every single show. Yes. Just a, just release the whole thing in parts. Yes. You want to listen to part three? Go to Once Upon a <laughs> Time. That's right. That'll be the that's clean version. Exactly. With the beeps. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, before we get started, there was a request uh, for us to do a recap of season one of Fear the Walking Dead. And so I figure w- let's do that now. Okay. Um, do you want me to go or do you? I can. Do you want me to do it? Uh, what? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'll correct you where you're wrong. Oh, thank you. Well, <laughs> I mean, we, the, it's focused around a, a, a typical nowadays American family unit. Um Madison and Travis, uh, who are together, and they each have kids from previous marriages, which are Nick, um, who, oh gosh, I have the names. Nick and Alicia. Nick and Alicia and Christopher Manawa. And then uh, Travis's ex-wife. Lisa. Liza. Liza. Wow. Whatever. It's it's got a Z. She's dead. It's got a Z. She's dead to me. And then there's the Salazar family, (laughs) which is Daniel and his daughter, uh, Ophelia. Salazar, and then the savior mystery man who happens to be filthy rich and has a boat named Strand, Victor Strand. So basically the the first series shows the first occurrences of walkers showing up and people not knowing how to kill them and all of a sudden more and more walkers showing up and infrastructure as you know it falling apart. Uh, They put them on a military lockdown in their neighborhood. In their neighborhood, that's right. Quarantine. Yeah, to protect them and to keep the walkers out, but then they don't realize that the virus, everybody has it. So if anybody dies in there, they're going to get it anyway and then they're going to be locked in the fence with people. Did they realize that? No, they don't realize they don't, that. They don't know that yet. Right. So they uh, take uh, Nick and Ophelia to this weird um, – not Ophelia. What was the mom's name? Like, Griselda. Griselda. Griselda to this testing unit to get um, 
to run tests on them, basically, to try and help mankind. And they decide to go rescue them. And they hear about this thing called Cobalt, which is basically the military coming and they're going to wipe out the city to try and save the rest of the world. So When everything's completely foobar, let's just cut our losses by killing everyone and skedaddle. So what they do is there's a coliseum full of walkers. Oh, my God. And uh, Daniel uh, opens up the coliseum full of walkers. And leads them to the military compound where they're being held, and they try to escape, and they go with Strand, and Strand shows them the picture of his boat, the Abigail, through a telescope, and not a picture, but lets them see, and like, that's where we're going to go. And that's where the season one ended with kind of a dramatic moment with Liza getting bit. Liza got bitten in the- Travis had to put her down. Yeah, and and he did. Uh, Mercy killing. uh, It's almost like, do you feel like uh, Travis is kind of a sort of a parallel with Carol? In, in a sense, to, I mean, he's not obviously he's not abused, but he's just his his sensibilities to to way the world works and his transition is much slower. Although in season two, it's you know he, he he's kind of turning a corner already. Yes, um, but I don't know. I kind of see them as almost a little bit of a parallel. Yeah, and you not, even, not, not, not complete um, uh, mirror images in one another. Right, but, and I like that, that there are similarities between the characters between the series series but there's the distinctions as well i'm gonna go out on a limb and say that i've i don't know maybe maybe this is wrong but i almost feel that the characters in fear the walking dead uh they feel a little more real to me for some reason i think do you see what i'm you understand what i'm saying i think that's because we're seeing them go from the lives that we had Mm -hmm. that we currently live to where they are now instead of in the walking dead where it's just like hey we we know very little about their past or what they were before and have no frame of context for when they're living a normal life but i agree with you but but that's that's uh, to me that is one of the things that's very appealing is we get to see the fall yes and I think that's important. I think that's important. That's obviously it's important to this story, and that's what sets the difference. What sets it apart. I think a lot of people are probably disappointed that that this this series moves at a, at a, a snail's pace. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not going to disagree that it is slow be, from a action or. Uh, walker killing perspective sure but to me it's not slow from a story then the character the story that they're setting up the story that they're telling and the characters that they're uh not that i don't feel like they're putting through the motions and, and so when i hear people say oh it's just too slow i'm like well what does that really mean i, I don't i don't quite understand it What's the context? Are you saying that it's just nothing's happening? Because plenty happened, and and I felt like season one was a, a, a slow burn, mm-hmm. and I liked the transition from uh, in the dynamic between between Travis and and Maddie, mm-hmm. uh, the two what I would call the two main characters, sure. um, and and especially Travis's story because. Um, one of the things I liked about season one, and then we're going to move on to, to, uh, season two, season two, um, is that, uh, one of the things about Daniel, uh, Salazar, which is, um, played by Ruben blades, which Mm -hmm. I feel he's the Lenny James of this series. Yeah. Uh, a fine actor and he's doing a great job. We find out that he in, um, was it Ecuador? No, not Ecuador. What country is he from? Yes. Yeah, Ecuador sounds right. Um, he 
He was a military man. Salvador. S- El, El Salvador. Salvador. Same thing. Uh, Negative. Ex- except for wow. <laughs> except for a completely different country. That's like saying Canada and Mexico S- are the same. We don't have any listeners in either of those countries. That's so. not true. Millions. Mi- oh, millions. Do they millions. listen to it in the square? Yes. Gisborne. It's like Gisborne. <laughs> Gisborne is the model for our show now. <laughs> is it? Is it now? <laughs> um, did you lose your train of thought? I didn't mean. I did lose my train of thought. He tortured people. He did and because of the war. And he was, uh, he captured one of the soldiers that took a liking to his daughter, Ophelia, and he was basically flaying him, flaying his arm, taking the skin bit by bit with his- He'd been watching Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. He's a Bolton. He wanted to get information out of him because they're trying to understand what that cobalt meant, mm-hmm. right? Because they felt they were in danger and he felt like they could get information out of him. Um, he, so, so when they were trying to escape from there- this same soldier, they didn't kill him and nope. he's still not dead by the way. Nope. He shot Ophelia and the then shoulder. Travis beat, beat him. him 27. He hit him in the face 27 times. My feeling is he let him off easy. <laughs> 27 times. But it was, that was one of my favorite moments, not because of the violence, but because he cracked the weight and the pressure of everything that had been building up to that moment and the fact that the world was falling apart around him, this guy just took the the he got the short end of the stick. Something needed to uh uh be an outlet for Travis's frustration, and it happened to be this kid's face. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you know, there's a lot of nuance, there's a lot of great performances in that in this, and I, I'm enjoying the series. I liked season one. Right. Uh, obviously, everything can be better, but I didn't feel it was slow at all. So if you've not watched season one, you should. It's only six episodes. Yeah, and it's on go ne- watch it. I think is it on Netflix? It may be. No, it's on Hulu. Oh, Hulu. Uh, they they're rerunning it on AMC. Yeah. Uh, and you, of course, you can always buy it on Amazon, but yeah. it's on Hulu if you mm-hmm. have that subscription. Uh, but definitely check it out. And then go back and check out our episodes, the first episodes we did for this podcast. That right. we, we just, that's we, how this podcast started. Yeah, was which is why I'm excited. Fear the Walking Dead. That's why this podcast exists. exists. So we're going to jump right in yeah. to Monster. And I think people are forgetting, uh, saying that, that Fear, the, Fear the Walking Dead is slow. They, they're forgetting how many slow episodes of The Walking Dead there are. Uh, like all of them? Uh, there's so many. <laughs> like, And it's always building towards a climax, and that's why season one, I think maybe people are annoyed. But there was a big payoff at the end. That mm-hmm. that fight scene at the end with the 2,000 walkers coming out of the Coliseum, that's one of the biggest herds we've seen up well, until season six. Into the quarry. Yeah. Into the quarry. That was yeah. the biggest herd we'd seen. So I don't know why people are complaining. I know. You just need to. And, and there's always going to be. People just don't get what they want. <laughs> and they bitch about it. I, I, I think I think you're onto something. You think so? I think you're onto something there. <laughs> they didn't write this. They're having fun the wrong way. They're not. <laughs> they're having fun the wrong way. This is not okay. Um, I like the way it started. The, um, and I, I kind of want to talk about that with yeah, them. Um, Nick and Strand getting to the boat and leaving half of them on the shore to kind of pile up. And then they see Walker starting to come. And Chris is, of course, being a bitch. Um, oh, we'll talk about Chris we, later. We, we will. But his character, if anyone was going to die, that'd be my first choice. I'll just go ahead and throw that out there. 
but just the, the, the scenery in the background of the, the fires, the explosions, light just, I mean, just LA falling apart in the background is just kind of terrifying. And I think it sets a tension that you don't have normally in the walking dead because you always have the walkers in the background, but explosions and bombs and fires and things going off. That's another real threat that you have to be really aware of. We have to remember that cobalt went into effect, right? Oh yeah. And so basically that's why the city's burning in the background because the government is making good on their promise. Right. We're going to bomb this mofo. Until it is no longer there. That's right. Right. Which, you know, I get it. If you don't know what you have, and that's, you know, that's a scary thing. That's a Be- scary thing to Considering think about. where we live, mm-hmm. it's a terrifying thing. Well, okay. Well, we're in Houston. Yes. You better, you better believe Houston's going to be one of the first cities yes. that's going to be You've either from Independence a- Day, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we, yeah. get, we get nuked in that <laughs> in that show. Oh, yeah. Like Houston, Texas is the first one we're going to nuke. Uh, okay, thanks. thanks and and that, we're not going to have to th- hold our thumb up to see if the mushroom cloud <laughs> is bigger than our <laughs> no, thumb. We're not. Fuck no, we're, we're done. We're going to feel <laughs> the, the we're going to feel the uh pressure <laughs> 10 seconds later <laughs> as our chest caves in. Fucking judgment day is what that's going to be. <laughs> yeah. So, oh no, it's a terrifying prospect to think that the government be like we have no other recourse other than to just Wipe this whole place out. And I feel like Strand, he said, okay, you, Nick, come on. We got to get, hey, I got to go get the boat started. Yes. But in the back of my mind, he's thinking, if those fuckers can't get their shit together, I'm taking me and my asset that I saved because let's not, let's not split hairs. Yeah. Strand took a shine to Nick because he's resourceful and he's got plans for Nick. And Nick is. He, he sees Nick different than just an actor. And I like how he said that. He's like, you're not afraid to die. And in this kind of world, not being afraid to die is going to be important. That's right. Yeah. So, I mean, in this little walker fight scene that they have at the beginning where they're hitting them with rocks and stuff like that, that's pretty good action to start the show, right? Yeah, and it's it's dark. And so... It's it's very visceral because, like, the zombies, have the walkers have not decayed very much, so they're all pretty fresh. And it's just... I thought it was a good start. I, I liked it. I... I, I, what I didn't like is Chris, like a little bitch, is over there. I get your mom's dead. But, buddy, your mom's dead. Right. Okay? She's not coming back. Do you see these people, like, you know, stumbling around? They want to eat you. Yes. Your dead mom's not going to help you in any way. Right. I mean, there's a time for mourning, and I think he will have plenty of time to mourn while you're on a boat with no walkers. But I would get li- to the boat. I would like to believe that I would have enough reason left to to tell myself, at least etern- internally, um, I love I love my mom, but that bitch is dead. That mom, my mom wouldn't want me to die. Crying no, exactly, next to her. Exactly, exactly. And what are they doing? They're putting her in the boat. Yeah, I don't understand. Wow, she is literally dead weight. Oh, see, <laughs> if you looked up dead weight in the dictionary, it's Liza. That's what would be there. I don't, I don't understand. I don't either. Oh my goodness. And, and I liked, and almost die for it. Yeah. And I liked when Nick put the motor in the walker's face. That was pretty That was awesome. a good one. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sweet. You know, they're going to run out of ways to kill walkers at some point. Well, I mean. But they haven't yet. Yeah. I mean, but. <laughs> I mean, a walker dying is a walker dying. You know, I'm, I've stopped caring when the walkers die now. You know what I'm saying? 
I'm it's like, man, kill him however. Do well, it, I do it the most effective way. Every now and then it's cool to see a oh, new way. Do you, do you mean you stop caring about the mode of them being dispatched? Yeah. And it's more about the threat has been neutralized. Yes. I'm the same way because tension is tension. Yeah. The 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 creativity in which you take something out, it, it doesn't really it, it's cool. Yeah. But it, it's not necessary. Yeah, I I mean it, it's the tension of the moment should dictate the tension throughout the scene and the payoff doesn't need to be the fact that you found a new way to fucking chop their head off. Right. That you set a booby trap into where like two log, like Ewoks and on the ATSTs. I don't need to see that. You know, that would be pretty awesome. Maybe also awesome is if, um, I don't know. I, I don't care what, okay. Actually, I do care what series this happens in. This is what I want. I want Rick to slather himself up in mud because they're going to discover a walker that uh, uh, it can see heat, Ooh. like Predator, oh. and he's going to lead him. He's going to lead him through. See, but he can't see him because right. he's mud and he's right, cold. Right. But he's going to lead him through that trap, and then he's going to kick the limb out, and the big log is going to fall on the walker and kill him that right. way. That's what I want to see. I want to see that happen at least. Okay. At least once. At least once. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I'm fine with it. Cool. As the as the uh, as the walkers start to evolve, you know, mutant walkers, Boy, that would be pretty sweet, would it? Mutant walkers. Now, I like uh, the the music. I love the music in, the, mm-hmm. in this series, but the intro was different. It was different. It was different. Uh, it was. I don't know if they're going to do that the whole I don't series. Think or so. If it was just because it fit with what they were doing. I think that's what they're doing, and I appreciate that. Little touches like that. You know, hey, we don't. We don't need to jar you too much. We're going to keep with the musical theme that's going here and just let you know, hey, we're back. Yeah, because sometimes you, you're looking. you don't need to have a – that wasn't a soft open like they normally have on The Walking Dead. It was a very much we're going straight through the story. So instead of yeah. trying to take you out of the moment, we'll keep it going. And it, and I'm pretty sure it's only been a handful of hours because Liza was still fairly fresh. Yeah, I think they just it, went enough to pack up some shit and get yeah, down on the beach. Handful and, of hours. Yeah. It went from four or five tops, maybe. Yeah, because it was mid-afternoon. It was dusk when the series ended and she got capped. So I think, you know, four or five hours. I think you're right. Yeah. Accuracy is important. It is. In the timeline. So would you like it so far? Do you thought that was a good intro for season two or were you expecting more? Would you want something different? You know, it. it's weird because I don't know what I want. It's, it's, it's and, weird. I don't know what I want. And, well, I want to be entertained. I I try really hard, especially with this one, having no frame of reference, just to be like, okay, I'm going to keep an open mind and see what comes and then process it later. I don't want to have expectations. I, exactly. I just kind of want – and that's, that's one of the things I'm really liking is I'm just kind of along for the ride. I'm here for the journey. Yeah. I understand that it lives within this world and there's certain rules that it's going to need to abide by. Uh, but then again, maybe not. Mm-hmm. Because I'm actually sitting here thinking maybe one maybe one of the things I want to know is maybe we'll learn some things that they don't know yet in The Walking Dead mm-hmm. that may come up on The Walking Dead later. Let's get back on track. Okay. I liked this scene where there's – other people went to the water too. And that boat is chocked full. It looks like a little fishing boat. <laughs> Those poor son bitches. And there's like 50 people help. on it. Can you help us? Help. And 
Strand's response just cracked me up. Madison's like, uh, you need to stop the boat. He's like, well, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm really loving Strand. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's how, thank you for my mid-morning laugh. Uh, if I'm stopping the boat, it's only to let people off and not right. to let them on. Yeah. Well, in it's it's a weird shift that they're going to have to go through to think that helping these other people is going to put us in danger. So what do we do? Do we help that large many, that many people? They could be infected. Like Travis said, he's like, they could be infected. We don't know because they don't know yet that everybody has the virus. That's so true. he was just trying to be cautious in the, their humanity that they still have. It's like, we've got to help them. We got to. Well, what do you think about uh, Madison's seeming, seemingly change of heart? Because she, in season one, was a little more cold hearted to helping. And, and not necessarily cold-hearted helping, but more protecting her two kids, uh, Nick and Alicia. And Travis, you know, was more on the other side of helping. And it seems like it's a flip-flop uh, from from that scenario in season one. Well, I think the, or is it? I think it is. I think the occurrence you talked about with the soldier really mm-hmm. kind of flipped Travis's switch. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. Can't be helping people just to help them. The, the rules are different now. The, the, everything is messed up. So we've got to change the way we think about things. And Madison, knowing that they're out on, she probably thinks out on the water, they're a little safer. So we can help people and be more, uh, since we're out of that whole situation. But I don't know. I think that's kind of the conclusion I came to is she can kind of, I wouldn't say relax, but you can kind of like go back into, but I would say more of a motherly mode and and think more about, because remember, she's a counselor. He's an English Travis. Uh, they Madison care about is people. A counselor. Yeah, he's an English teacher. They're conditioned to care about people. But they're they're teachers. They they should care about people. And I think I think you're absolutely right. I think you're out on the water. You're, you're the idea is that those fucking things that were on the beach, they can't get they out can't here. get us out in the water. We're fine. Right. Wait a minute. Take a deep breath. Oh, there's people. Yeah. We should try to help. Yeah, them. It's 400 foot deeper water here. Walkers aren't going to be out here walking. But I appreciate Travis's perspective, although it is it is tough because you come on, your first inclination is you should want to help people, but yeah, but I I, I kind of feel like his that's point was I got to protect my own exactly. I kind of feel like that'd be what I would do is like it's the whole put your put your oxygen mask on, yeah, because we're not even though we're on this yacht. With this awesome jacuzzi and all this food. Right. And booze we, booze for days. Booze yeah. for days. Well, you got to have booze. Yeah. At some point, I mean, he was just thinking it through, and as Strand was, it's like, well, if I stop for these people, then do I have to stop for the next people? Where does it st- I mean, we can't take everybody on. I think it's also- a little, It starts to become a detriment to our survival. It's naivety where they're like, you know, every- People are inherently good. You know, it's, it's kind of the thought that they're having. But in this new world... Strand doesn't think that. Yeah, Strand doesn't think that at all. He, <laughs> he knows what's And up. he says it over and over. He's like, the people are going to want what we have. People are going to try to take what we have. We like are in shame. danger. Yes. For sure. Yeah. like Which I hope means he's not dying soon. Yeah. <laughs> I hope not too. I'm liking Strand. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm hoping Chris doesn't shoot him because that would just be awful. But... The people, you're going to have to come to the realization that people are going to want what you have. There may be, there are still some good people out there, but there's going to be some people who are not good out there as well. So do you take the risk or not? Is it worth the risk to think, hey, maybe these people are good and can be an asset to my group? Or 
I don't need them. They could be a detriment and a danger. I'm just going to leave them out there. And I think the boat changes that. Yeah. Because to me, it'd be like, well, it's a cal- It's all a cal- Life is nothing but a risk anyway. Yeah. And I believe in taking risk, but I, I believe in taking calculated risk, right? Sure. So if I'm on a boat where I can't fucking get away from people, why would I invite that risk into a small confined area? I might be more willing to take that risk if it's in an area where I felt like I could defend myself better. And I don't think a boat is a, especially on a boat like that, you're in a position to really defend yourself. If you're in a walled community and you can open up the gate and you still got like a, a a fence there that you can speak through and you can talk to people. Sure. But if I I could feel like, kind of feel like who you are and all that kind of stuff. I don't know you from Adam. You're on a fucking boat. You're Mm -mm. asking for help. Mm -mm. I don't know what's going on there. I can't, I can't fully assess the situation right. before it's actually too late. Right. So, and I mean, that's an unpopular opinion, I'm sure, but it's just, luckily we're not in that situation. Luckily, because yeah. those fucking people would just be on their own. Absolutely. <laughs> I'd be sitting on the top deck with Strian in those white leather, on those white leather couches, drinking some Cuvassier, just being like, hey, let's go. So what do you think about Alicia and her, uh, radio lover? Tortured teenage soul this makes me think of meeting someone randomly on like aol instant messenger and just chatting and chatting chatting, up and you just tell them about your whole life and come to find out it's a 54 year old man that lives next to you who's watching you through the window that's what it makes me think did i ever tell you about when i first moved to houston i lived in uh uh, over in the galleria good for you and uh, i had an apartment on the second floor yeah and so from my balcony if you look down, you could see right into this dude's kitchen. Oh, no. It was an older dude. He'd sit there, and I'd sit out on my balcony, and he's smoking a cigar, mm-hmm. maybe grilling a little something on the hibachi. Why not? And why not indeed? Yeah. And every time I look over, that son of a bitch would be watching me. <laughs> that was creepy as fuck. It is creepy as fuck. You know, apartment living is not my favorite thing. And, and no. And... There would be times when he'd shut his curtains, but not all the way. And I'd look down, I could still see that fucker looking at me. You could see a shadow in the curtain moving right around his way. <laughs> Just like a breeze. Right? About three, about two and a half feet high. Just a little breeze. That, that breeze is only waist high. Right. And it's What's just going on. It's only moving about four inches at a time. Four inches at a time. <laughs> That's creepy. Yeah, that, that was super creepy. Yeah. I don't. Mm. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it made me think of. Like, you don't see a face or anything with the voice, so you feel a certain bit of comfort in that. But and you maybe anonymity, yeah, yeah, anonymity. I'll get it. Yeah, see anonymity. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) So people people let their guard down and maybe share more than they should. And it's just, it's a hard lesson that people have to learn. And hopefully it's the consequences of that lesson aren't too dire. But you got to be careful with what you tell people that you don't fucking know, especially in this world. I mean, it's cool. This person's on the radio. Let me tell you all about this big fancy yacht that I have. And oh, all the food that we and have. And all the food and the water that we, fresh water that we have. And how oh, we have a desalination unit. Yeah. So uh, we get fresh water all the time. We don't have to worry about you, you it. You may be over there drinking your own piss, but right. uh, we's got fresh water. Yeah, I'm not Bear Grylls. I'm not going <laughs> to drink my own pee. It's uh, it's sterile. It's okay. Yeah, and I like the taste. It's a little tangy. It yeah, depends bad. on what you had for breakfast. Yeah. You know, how I mean, many, if it's uh, sweet, you should probably go ahead and go to the doctor. Depends on how many cups of coffee you had. I mean, if your pee tastes like birthday cake, 
you might have a problem. If it's I'm smell- just saying. Right. If it's brown, <laughs> you might have an issue. If it too. smells like maple syrup, go directly to the hospital. <laughs> Call an ambulance <laughs> so they can start triaging en route. You got problems. Yeah. I feel like do do you want to go scene for scene? Do you think we can skip around? Well, we can skip around, but I hope that they don't keep Chris in angsty teenager mode too long. I hope it's so gonna too. get old. Scratch that. It is. It already is old. But I get it. We. I mean. I get. It. I mean, I get it to a point, but okay. It's been a while since I've been a teenager. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, <laughs> uh, I'm about to have one for the first time. Yeah, in you this are. House got braces that belongs to me. Braces. Yeah, she got her braces today. To trooper. Um, but there's a lot of hormones going on there. But fuck if teenagers aren't annoying. Oh my god. God. And I love how Daniel's there too. I like how there's another real male role model that he can talk to. And I thought this scene was really helpful for him. I think so too. They had a moment. They did. And like, you know, they're out fishing, we're out fishing, trying to catch something and they catch some eels so that they can eat. I mean, eel is delicious. Have you ever had eel sushi? Well, good grief. If, if it's prepared correctly. Yeah. Uh, but they have a commonality. He lost his mother. Daniel lost his wife, Griselda. Mm-hmm. They've lost someone. They've lost someone. Everyone on this boat has lost someone. Yes. Um, Not all in the apocalypse, but everyone on the boat has lost someone. You know, and the the relationship between Chris and his father, uh, Travis. It was strained before. It's strained mm-hmm. because they're the, he's not an estranged, you know, uh, but... He, he didn't I, have I get not wanting to talk to your dad because we don't know the full story of what happened between Liza his and parents. Travis. We don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think anybody stepped out. I think it just didn't work. But you know, divorce affects kids. Yeah, it does. I would say differently, which is true. But but there's not. There's but, always effects. But if anyone thinks that divorce doesn't mess with kids. They're sadly mistaken. Oh, yes, they are. I'm not saying that people shouldn't do it just because it's going to mess up kids. I'm just saying, I'm just stating a fact. It's going to, it, it, it can fuck them up. Well, when people, big time, when people say that it happens, that I know a couple people who said that it's better for the kids. And I would, <laughs> maybe it depends. Yeah. But I mean, I, I don't day, know everybody's situation, but in the situation that I'm aware of, it was not better for the kids. It was better for right. that one person. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, and I come at it purely from a standpoint of a lot of kids internalize things. And and a lot of times you're not mature enough to understand that, hey, none of this shit's my fault. Right. And so you just automatically assume, well, this fucking happened uh, because of me. Right. And so it tends to call, call I'm not saying that. I mean, I, I I don't know if that's what's going on here, but he doesn't feel like he can talk, have a real conversation with his dad because he's pissed that his mom's dead and his dad's around. And I think that's another thing people don't recognize yeah. that when a child loses a parent nine times, well, a lot of times you look at that other parent and go, why the fuck are you still alive? Right. 
why did he or she have to die? You're still fucking here. I hate you. And, and Chris is unable to realize because Travis actually shot her. So the reason she's dead. Okay, so that's an excellent point. Isn't because she got bit and was going to die. The reason she's dead when she did die is because Travis shot her. Point blank. But. In the forehead. Hopefully Chris will be able to realize, and Daniel even says, he's like, you know, that was mercy. I would give anything to have the opportunity to go back and be as strong as you were and do that for my wife. What did you think of that? I think that was was brilliant. Because first of all, Travis comes down to talk with Daniel because he saw that Chris was talking with Daniel. And Travis was like, hey, what are y'all talking about? Daniel's like, well, we talk about nothing. You don't talk while you're fishing. You just fish. It's like, well, that's... That is one of my favorite things about fishing, though, is people just shut up. God, you're scaring the fish. Like, you you can go out there, they'll be... Shut the fuck up, you're scaring the fish. There'll be four of you on a boat. (laughs) You won't say a word for hours. It's the best thing. and And then one person will go, lunch? I'm like... Yeah. yeah, and then you, you put everything up, you drive back, and then you talk during lunch. That's right. Oh, but it's great. Oh, it's so good. Um, but it's it's almost like Travis is kind of uh, I don't I wouldn't say jealous, but he's just he's like okay, he wants he want I think ultimately he wants to know that Chris is okay. He wants yeah. to know that his son is okay, and he knows that he's not getting through to him, or he can't connect with him because he just killed he killed his fucking mom. Yeah, so. Anytime you kill someone's moms, it's, yeah. you know, that, that a, relationship will be a little, strange. just a little strained. And so, but he loves his son and he wants to protect his son. And, but what, so what, what did you think of that exchange where Daniel does finally come or, or finally makes a statement to Travis? Hey, I would give anything. What you did was an act of mercy. I would give anything to, to have that. I think Except it's, for the things that uh, – other than the things that I've done. I think it's uh, true and that that anybody would want that because to watch your loved one die and then become something that they're not and ultimately change into this terrifying beast monster thing that you don't understand would be hard to understand and to know that you could have prevented it just by taking care of the brain. That would be tough for me to swallow because you even look in like Morgan. He could never ever – he had a hard time shooting his wife because he'd watched her become, he's like, that's still my wife. And now I have to put her down when she becomes this monster. So just thinking along those lines, he wishes that he could have not ever seen her that way. And if he could have prevented it, he should have. And he feels like he missed the opportunity to. I think too, he was speaking to the monstrous things that he had done, uh, in his, in his life in total. Oh, sure. Um, and because he 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 did he hadn't shown anyone mercy he he ever I I don't I don't know if the the title the the, the title of this episode is weird because I'm tr- I've been trying to figure out like a monster what does that mean um I, I don't think it's speaking to anyone in particular necessarily um but I felt in that moment he was like God. It wasn't just his wife that he was thinking about. He's thinking, God, all the shit that I've done in my life. And then my daughter found out the way uh, that she found out about who I am. And it rocked her world and turned it upside down because she had this picture of me. She had this picture of something uh, that I totally, um, I just totally destroyed uh, with her finding out that, uh, you know, who, who I really am. And I think he was speaking maybe more to that. Uh, and that um, he wishes that he could have been more merciful so that he wouldn't 
be that monster in the eyes of his daughter because that relationship is strained as well. Sure. You know, and he, we know from last season that he, he was, it, it's nice because he's a very hard character, but he's having every now and then he has these moments of, I wouldn't say tender tenderness, but it's almost like a remorse, a little, little remorseful in, in, in the things that he's done throughout his life. And he really does care about his daughter. And, you know, one of the exchanges they had was that when she was yelling at him and talking about the type of person he was and can't believe that he was, he, he would do those type of things. He's like, well, would you rather I had been the victim? You know, and it's trying to, ju- trying to justify what he did, yeah. but not, not really not complete completely justify more of a, like an explanation as to, Oh, I really, it was either be, be the person that lives and survives yeah. through these horrible situations that me and my, me and, and your mother had to go through in El Salvador. El Salvador. El Salvador. Yes. I got it right. Yeah. Good job. Or would you rather us just be these victims? Well, I think that's, I think that's maybe why the episode is called monster is because you kind of have to be a little bit of what people would think of as a monster to survive in this world. You have to do things that people would say are monstrous. You have to uh, change your character and societal norms and be what everybody now and then would think. Now today would say, hey, that person's a monster. How could you even do something like yeah. that? And I think we see that the characters are all starting to shift that way, except for Travis and Madison, who are still kind of in the let's be a nice guy, please everybody we you know we can we can still be who we were and survive in this world and everybody else is realizing eh, that's not true well i mean alicia she's not really that way she's yeah. just, she doesn't really know what she wants yeah she, all she knows is life's not fair but if you look at like strand and daniel and nick even like they're realizing that you know this world is not the same anymore and we have to be we have to adapt and change who do you think strand was talking to when madison confronted him when she went to the upper deck when she heard voices like he was talking to someone he claimed that he was talking to himself yeah i don't know that he was talking to anybody i think he was really talking to himself well he'd been up for a while yeah because the fucker won't sleep would i you? wouldn't shit would no. you no <laughs> he <laughs> he doesn't know these people. He saved yeah. them because he thinks he has use for some of them. Yes. It's interesting. But some of them he has no use for. Agreed. And he knows that they don't trust him. Like, Daniel doesn't trust him. He even says, he's like, I've been watching him the whole time. But he had something going on. The fact that he was this ready for this makes me worry about him. So I've been watching him. So I wouldn't sleep either. Hell no. Uh-uh. Not until we get to some port where I can get y'all off the boat. I'll sleep on the boat. How, how about I park the boat about 30 miles offshore? <laughs> I'll sleep, and then I'll come back and get you. 30 miles? Yeah. Jesus, that's a long way. I know. <laughs> I'll come back in two days. Yeah. You just wait here. Oh, yeah. I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, So, Alicia and her friend. Just naive. Unaware. God, so dumb. She's... <sighs> She needs someone to talk to. I get that because it's probably hard to talk to your parents in this situation and admit that you're scared or afraid, but you can talk to someone you don't know and admit all that kind of stuff. But my parents, those those people never been in love. They will never understand me. (laughs) Right. I don't understand. I do understand why kids don't understand. Because we were the same way. It's, it's, yeah, you don't fucking know. You don't fucking know anything. I can't talk to you. What right. do you know? You don't know nothing about real life. Right. And then you come to find out, <laughs> oh, geez, they really did. Um, 
What did you think of the David Bowie song playing uh, in um, the background? That any David Bowie song is fine. Well, I agree. I mean, but it's it just, was it's the, just more proof that The Walking Dead is doing a better job with their music. But but you rec- did you recognize this? Song? Oh yeah, it's 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 a it's a song five years, mm-hmm. and it's about the world ending in five years. Yeah. That was interesting. It was interesting. Interesting choice. So Jack is the name of the voice song. I don't know if we established that yet. He's the voice on the other end of the yes. radidio, the shortwave. <laughs> shortwave. Who do you think Jack is? I think Jack has a per, per potential to be a uh, maybe a villain. I think he's going to be a villain. Because th- you know uh, Dugray Scott is going to show up this season at some point. Yes. And if he doesn't show up as a villain, I will be sorely disappointed. Do you like Gray Scott? As a villain. Yeah, he's a pretty good villain. Uh, they've already said that they're going to be like reoccurring characters for mm. season two, so I'm curious how they're going to show up. But Gray, I agree with you, has to be a villain. What do you think about this um, ceremony for Liza? Bury her at sea. I, I like how we're diff- far enough out. <laughs> yeah, I like how different it is from the ones in The Walking Dead. In The Walking Dead, they don't have ceremonies anymore. Two people just dig a hole, throw a body in, and put some dirt over it. And because so many people die, yeah, they, they, that's too much effort. Yeah, like, we did that at first, but yeah. fuck that. No, no. Mm-hmm. I'm tired. Yeah, we're low on food. Yeah, I can't spend all this energy. I'm tired of fucking digging. <laughs> tired of fucking digging. I would just have a bird pile. So I think it's nice to see Travis, and you could tell that Travis really cared about Liza, and it was a tender moment that I thought would have been good for everybody, and everybody needed like the opportunity to say goodbye, mm-hmm. and like Daniel and Ophelia could kind of say goodbye to by extension yeah to Griselda as well and then Chris being the bitch that he is had to fucking ruin it he just fucking marches up shoves that dead bitch right over the edge mm-hmm. and then done walk. with this yeah starting to stank I hate funerals <laughs> yeah and I mean he's just yeah mm, I hated it I liked it I liked it up until that point and I just didn't understand why he would do that and it seemed it seemed to fit his character, but I didn't like it. So angsty, yeah. So like, angry. He's like, "Hey, mom. Hey, mom. Nope. What did, What did you think? Well, I mean, I I just uh, I I ooh, Chris. I'm not. I'd have punched him in the face. Well, that's coming. I'd have punched Chris in the face. No, okay. Well, no, I understand. Okay, yeah. Because that's coming now. Yeah. Because he storms off after that. And Travis, doing the right thing, I need to go talk to him. Yeah. Clearly, there's something wrong. But but Chris not having any of it. He no. doesn't want to hear any of it. No. And I get that. Your mom's dead. Yeah. Trying to process that. True. But he hits Travis in the face. And it really it was kind of like a bitch slap. It's like somebody needs to teach that kid how to throw a punch. I'm just going to throw this out there. (laughs) Did you ever hit your dad? Oh, fuck no. If I'd ever hit my dad, he'd have laid me the fuck out. And he wouldn't have said shit about he. He'd have been like, like in uh, Black Mass, he's like, you get one. But if I get up, I'm going to eat you. (laughs) I'm fucking eat you. Uh, No way. let Let me not mince words. Let me be clear. If I had ever took a swing 
or act like I was going to take a swing at my father, we wouldn't be doing this fucking podcast. <laughs> Absolutely not. Right here. Because I would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I bowed up at him once. Oh, did you? Once. And I think I was about 13. Man, I was, I was feeling strong that day. <laughs> if you're feeling strong, I was. Call me elf one more time. <laughs> one more time. Come on, my friend. Oh, he's an angry elf. <laughs> Uh, I bowed up, and then I remember picking myself up off the floor thinking, yeah, that probably wasn't a good idea yeah. on my part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I don't... <laughs> There's never a situation where it's okay to, for you to strike your father. Well, n- no, ever. No family member should ever be striking any other family member. Right. Period. But, but I mean, story. <laughs> I mean, number one, never hit your mother. If you ever hit your mother, you're dead. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> your father is right behind, done. right behind. I mean, that's your elder. That's the person who provides for you, is teaching you all that shit. Like, there's okay. no reason. Well, hold on. You know, self-defense, you know. But, okay, but sure. Yes. You know, okay. That's, if you're that gonna, goes if, without if, saying. If, exactly. But if we you're just angry, that, yeah. but if you're just angry yeah. and you want to hit somebody, don't so, go hitting your dad. How the fuck would you do that? I was a little disappointed that Travis didn't lay his ass out. I I think he was just in so much shock. He's like, what the fuck just happened here? I don't know. Maybe, maybe as the, maybe Travis really is the better man than than I am because I'd have knocked my kid out. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) so this is be used as evidence against me and whenever. Whatever. Your kids are never going to hit you. They know better. (laughs) They know better. We can't release this episode now because now it's evidence. <laughs> well, we could cut all that out. That's fine. There's this thing called editing. Um, but no, I I would like to think that I would act accordingly. And I ultimately, I think in that situation, he gave him a freebie. Because we, I'll give you one. Let, I'll give you exactly. one. Exactly. Let's not forget, he did fucking cap his mom's. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Yeah, I kind of had that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, and then but, cr- but I would but see I I'd have been more of a man. I would have capped her, and then I'd have found him and said, "Okay, right here, right in the jaw." Or you want to hit me in the gut? It don't head or gut. It don't matter right. either way. But you got that free one coming. Do you want to take it now? Go ahead and take it yeah. now. You get one. Yeah, only one. Or you could be like in Kill Bill, where she's like, "I know you don't believe me, but your mom had it coming." <laughs> If you're still sour about it in 15 years, you can come find me. That's fine. Uh, or or Coral. Coral? Telling no uh, Ron. <laughs> yeah. Your dad was an asshole. Dad was kind of a dick. He was an asshole. Kind of had it coming. Right. I like how Chris then <laughs> ruined another Tinder moment in the episode. And we're skipping around again. Where they have the, the dinner scene where they're all sitting down and it seemed like a big kind of happy family moment where everybody's talking and laughing and pointing, playing with their food and stuff like that. And then Chris puts on his hoodie and walks by. Mm. Oh, I'm going to be mad. I'm going to mm. walk by, see the food. I don't want to do stomp, this. Stomp, stomp, stomp. Yeah. Smells really good. I'm hungry as fuck, but mm. I'm not going to let you know. I'm not doing mm. this shit. So he uh, goes and jumps in the water and they're like, what? Is he committing suicide? Is it what? Oh, he's just done. He wants off the boat. Let's go back to that for just a second. Because yeah. this is the strand scene. Yeah. And we've got to talk about this. Oh, sure. We'll get back to that puss ball, Chris, yeah. just a minute. Uh, strand finds out that Alicia's been using the old radio. Yeah. And he is not happy. He's like, what did you tell him about us? 
And he's like, you feeling strong, Travis? Yeah. Travis gets up and he's like, oh, are we going to do this? Strand's like, let me, let me be clear. Right. I have one rule in this boat. It's my boat. Rule number two. It's my boat. And rule number three, just in case you somehow misunderstood rules number one and number two. It's my damn boat. It's my damn boat. Yeah. Just to be clear. Yeah. Just to be clear. Now, I don't what, know. How long do you think that's going to fly, though? I, I don't know, because he's good. See, here's the thing. He's outnumbered. He is outnumbered. And the minute he lays down to take a little nappy poo, they it's only one of him. Well, Madison even says. I mean, she tells Bitch, him. Bitch, you got to sleep some point. Come, she, <laughs> you know, you can sleep. We're not going to throw you overboard. And he just kind of laughs. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's cute. That is cute. That's cute. You know what I didn't understand about that scene is he he's all pissed off that she took or that she was using that radio and he never really found out exactly what information she gave out. But why the hell did he not say Take the radio? Give me that. I'm taking this back now. Right. To make sure that she didn't give out any more information. That I didn't understand. I think it's I just because he's tired. Maybe. We'll give him that. Because we'll even that he even he's told Nick sleepy. he's like, Yeah, I'm tired, man. Sorry about that outburst. He kind of apologized to Nick for the outburst. A little mm, bit. A little. A little. Yeah. And then he told him, you know, if she gets on that radio again, I'm going to run train on your mom and sister. Right. I mean, that's just all there and is to it. And then you can go second. Ooh. Gross. <laughs> yeah, well. I mean, maybe no. they shouldn't mm. have. We didn't talk about <laughs> Nick's little. I like how you stopped me. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, uh, I like, we didn't talk about Nick's little interaction with Ophelia. I thought that was kind of sweet. Uh, it, like, it wasn't, yeah. Do you need help with that? Because it, it wasn't it wasn't being forward, it maybe wasn't little, sexual or anything like that. Well, I mean, maybe a little budding romance. He's well, trying. He's like, I just want to touch your shoulder. Mm. You have mm. nice shoulders. You'd like me to put a little salve on that for you. <laughs> yeah. little, little, I've done a lot of that. A little tip. <laughs> put the lotion on the uh, pad. The, the uh, doesn't hurt medicine on the pad. He's right. Oh, it's absolutely yeah. right. And take vodka. Mm-hmm. Lots Vod- and lots of vodka. Well, that helps anything. Because you're going to wash down pills. You're going to wash it down with vodka. Yes. I'll take a... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. L- a little mescaline. I like the scene with Madison and, and Chris. I don't. You didn't like that scene? Mm. Well, no. She's basically telling him, stop acting like a bitch, because if your dad wouldn't have kept your moms, I would have. That I like. <laughs> See, okay. That I'm That's cool with. That's what I was going Yeah, with. okay. But like Travis, like, what do you want? Why are you here? Like, I want you to come eat food and stop being a bitch. Because, but like you said, her point, like, uh... If your dad hadn't shot him, mm, oh, buddy, best believe I'd have put two in there just to be thorough. And that goes back to season one when her and Liza had that conversation. Yeah. That, um, well, she said, like, Travis can't do it. I need you to. Yeah. I want you to promise me because I know he can't do it and I don't want him to have to. Yeah. If, if Maddie was the one that had uh, turned. Yeah. Yeah. She was asking Liza to, to take her out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I like. I like that aspect of the scene. Yeah. So what was your, what was the biggest thing out of this whole episode that stood out for you? I don't know. I or, think, or a favorite moment. I, I don't know that I have a favorite moment, honestly. I like, I think the most terrifying moment, and maybe it is my favorite moment, is when uh, Alicia tells a dude on the radio, hey, we can't come get you. And he's like, it's cool. I got you. See you soon. Yeah, we're like, what the fuck? Right. This is not okay. Do you think in that moment she's like, what the fuck have I done? Right. Because right after that, I and mean, we talked about the dinner scene and the swimming thing, they see a boat that had been wrecked and sank. Oh. 
full, and they go in it full of bullet holes. Riddled. So it's many bullet holes. Swiss cheese. Right. And that's when Strand's like, we need to go. This boat that's coming at us at 25 knots, we can only go 20. And they could be friendly, or they could be the fuckers that did that. Mm-hmm. So I like that. I like the setup for next episode. I think this was a good overall start and reintroduction to the story and kind of where they are. Kind of ease in. Nothing huge happened. Yeah. Um, I did like the fact that we found out that walkers float. Um, well, momentarily, till they get waterlogged. Because those people were fresh in that boat that just sank. The ones that right. were floating. Yeah. So uh, that just goes to show you that uh, uh, walkers don't have uh, – uh, abnormally well, maybe they do have abnormally large livers. That's why they're buoyant, right? Kind of like a shark. <laughs> sure, why not? A lar- large fatty liver. Yeah, because that's why. I've... Anyway, uh, <laughs> let's just keep going with this. I just want to see how far you can go. Not, that's about as far mm. as I. Can they're not go. quite as fast as like the Great White, which they're not. But fifty what, knots. What a what a terrifying thing to think that you know. Well, I'd be safe in the water. No, no, no. Uh, but there were zero shark attacks and that, 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 that deducts a a star in my point, not even half a whole star. Right. Well, but they're going to be on the sea for a while. I think probably not the whole season. So I want to see a shark at some point. Yeah. Do you want to see a zombie shark or a real shark? Well, but would we see a zombie shark? Because the animals, uh, by and large, haven't been affected sure. by this. What are you typing? I'm typing notes that I meant to. Add. Oh, you're typing notes that you're going to talk about later <laughs> yes, in the episode. Because I'm I'm trying not to forget. I didn't want to interrupt your soliloquy. No, that's okay. So, oh, soliloquy. <laughs> is that what, it's not fucking Shakespeare. <laughs> well, what are we doing? I feel like you have a very poetic voice. No. And it, not at all. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll stop typing. I'm done. Uh, I have notes. So my one of my favorite moments of the whole episode was earlier in the episode when they ha- were on the radio and they hear the Coast Guard basically saying there's no rescue by sea. There's no yes. rescue by land. You're on, Basically, you're on your own. Forgive, Forgive us. us. That was very creepy. And that kind of was like a nice little punctuation point. I really liked that they had that because... I felt that was important to the overall story that's being told here, the beginning of the beginning of this apocalypse. And we're reinforcing the fact that, well, they, they did, where, where they get, where were they going? I don't think we talked about where they were going. Strand was San like, Diego. let's go to San that's Diego. What I was writing notes oh, about. you're writing. Okay. Yeah. So they're heading to San Diego, which I don't know what, first of all, my opinion is he's got something in that San Diego. he wants yeah. in San Diego. Sure. It's not about the military presence. It's not about right. it's cool. it's the there's most a, logical thing to do. No, there's the, a base. He has a plan. There. Yeah, there's some. He's got something. He's setting the wheels in motion for some plan that he has. He's got something stashed or waiting for him in San Diego, and he's just taking these people along for the ride. Some of them because they're they they are assets to him. Some are dead weight, but they're not detrimental to where they're going to get in the way. At least not yet. Because I'm of the opinion that if these if one of them gets in the way, he's going to get them out of the way. Absolutely, he will. I think that's um, going to come to a head later. In oh, the season. I think so too. Um, but I like that Coast Guard thing. Uh, I love any scene that Strand is in. I'm really like digging that character. Mm-hmm. I really like that. Um, and and as far as uh, what's 
what's next for for the series and maybe our hopes and dreams for for this season of the well i think when they get to san diego they're going to realize that shit is just as bad there and they're going to have to come up with if not worse yeah and they're going to have to come up with a different option and the fact that there's a real threat of people on the water and piracy because you've seen it like this ship was sank it's not like this they they didn't go out to sea in this boat full of bullet holes just for kicks they'd have found a different one uh, because there's no way that, that that would last very long. So the threat of other people on the water, I think, is really exciting. And so to see them kind of pull in, try to find something like, oh, shit, there's nothing here. Let's go find somewhere else. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get well, they're tiresome. Gonna have to re- they're going to have to refuel at some point. Yeah, he said they could go 3,000 miles yeah. as long as they don't strain the engine. Didn't Jack ask Alicia if they could make it all the way to Hawaii? I think so. That might be interesting. That would be. So the other thing that's interesting to me is they get to San Diego. They're going south already. Do they go further south into Mexico? Like, do are we going to see an, a whole other country? Thought that might be interesting. I that might be nice. Um, I think I would go north personally, like where there's less people. I don't absolutely. I don't understand why they're going. The further to, south, you you run the risk of running into more people. Yeah. God damn. You could you imagine Mexico City? Forget that noise. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. Ten million people. Yeah. Or however many? No, it's more than that. Yeah, it's There's more 10 than million that in, in, in New York. Uh, it's like 20, it's, 30 million. Isn't it? I was going to say 20 plus. I, you could look it up. I mean, you're typing away over there. I've, I've stopped typing. Yeah, since apparently you're the podcast admin. <laughs> you're welcome. I'm pretty sure we can hear you typing on the podcast. You think but so? That's okay. No, it's okay. We'll it's actually 8.85 million. Eight, how many? 8.85 million. Oh, so less than 10. Yeah. New York is 8.19. Oh, Moscow is 11.5. I don't know why I was thinking. I guess for some reason in my mind, I was thinking about the pandemic. Oh, sure. And for some reason, I was maybe that's like the Metroplex. Metroplex. Could you imagine over in like India? Oh my gosh. New China, New Delhi, China, billions of them. Oh my gosh. Mm -mm. Rather not. If they're even infected. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. They may not be. We don't know. We've never seen different countries. I don't know. I think that would be exciting to see um, a different country and see if it's even affecting a different country. I think that'd be yeah. cool. So where do you think they'll go next? They'll get to San Diego. Who knows? I don't know. I think you just want to see them go north. That might be. That would be interesting. Yeah, I don't. It I makes don't, sense to me. I agree with you. I, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm go the, where it's cold because we know cold slows it down. Do we know that? Yes, it's from the comics. That's true. But do they know that? <laughs> no, they don't know that. Right. I mean, but also with going north and less people, there's less food. So, you know, mm. it's a it's a catch-22. I don't know. I think they're going to realize... Yeah, but Canada a, has uh, free health care. Sure. Yeah, so... Right? Uh, yeah, they're going to have no issue with the walkers. Done. I think they're going to realize <laughs> that things are bad everywhere, and they're going to have to settle down somewhere. I think that's what's going to happen. And so I'm interested to see like the start of a community and uh, you know, try maybe taking on other groups and other people to see. Man, that sounds vaguely familiar. It does, doesn't it? What do you think about Nick going into that bullet-ridden boat? He went in there because he thought he heard a voice. Sure. I think Nick is trying to be more of a hero and I like and trying to help people still. And I like that. But I think he's still struggling with the fact like he knows that things aren't good anymore, but he's still he's he's trying to figure out who he is. His character development is occurring in front of our eyes. Hmm. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know. So he got the yacht log. I don't understand why you need that. <laughs> well, who told him he needed to get that? Maybe he was just thinking, well, maybe this is one of them hollowed out books. 
where they keep their stash. <laughs> it's in this plastic bag. So he's gonna, shit's gonna be dry. Right. He's oh, oh he yeah. It's rolling paper. <laughs> they, they keep their bud in this. Yeah. That's gonna be dry as a that's, bone. That's where I'd keep it. This is a Ziploc bag. I know what Ziploc baggies can do. And that and that. So why did the zombie stop? Oh, I guess because the zombie got waterlogged. No, it heard it heard the other noise. Yeah, but I mean th- that's never been an issue before. If they see human flesh in front of them, they're not stopping when they hear other noises. You got to kill them. Mm. So that was a little weird to me, for sure. But at least he got out, got in the boat, and they got going because we got to go. I thought it was an. I thought it was a nice start to the season. Yeah, um, I'm glad it's back. I've missed yes. it. As much as I love The Walking Dead, I was really excited about this season of Fear the Walking Dead. Do you Dead. want to rate it? I don't know. If, have we ever done that before? No, we've never rated it. But we can out of – what is our scale? Give me a scale. I think we have to do have a five. Okay. What, what, zero to five? Sure. Zero to five? I'd give it a, a – I think I'd give it a three and a half. I'd, go, I'd give it a four. I'd give it a four. I enjoyed it. It kept me entertained. and it wasn't too slow. Yeah, I didn't think it was too slow. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, four. Four out of five is what I'd give it. Okay. What? Well, I'll cut this part out. Okay, cool. Obviously. Because I completely lost my train of thought. That happens. I've done that before. Like, uh, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to say now. <laughs> well, I feel like we could, we've talked about the whole episode. We have. Is there anything else we need to talk about before? Mm-mm. Okay, we'll just go into the uh, other shows on the Endcast Network. Well, I am excited about this season as a whole. Me you too. Know, we've, instead of six episodes, we've got 15. Even though there's a long break in the middle, that's all right. But that's okay because we saw another teaser for Preacher. Oh, my gosh. And if we had any hesitation or doubt as to, are we really going to cover preacher yeah. on, on, on this uh, show as well? Remove all they, doubt was removed. They are now gone. <laughs> that was such a cool fight scene in a car. Oh, that, oh, and weaving around in the cornfield. Yeah. And you, if you've ever fought in a car, it, it's very similar to that. It's very similar what to the, that. What were you doing? Training. In a car? Training. I've okay, done training. Because I've, I've wrestled in a car. I've done, I've done training simulations where you're both in the back seat and they put a weapon in between you. You have to unstrap and try to get it. Whoo, it's no fun. Yeah. You get wedged down in between the, the seat and the floor and the dude is on top of you. And, and there's nowhere you can go. No, because you're tra- you, know, you got a 250, 300 pound dude on top of you. You're in trouble. And that's probably not the first time you've had a well, not 300 pound dude yeah. on top of you in the back seat of a car. No. Yeah. Or a truck. Truck. Yeah. The bed of the truck is more roomy. Is it? Yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, excited about Fear the Walking Dead. Speaking of our other shows, on okay. the <laughs> I feel like I need to talk about the family friendly one first. Yeah, after that, there's noise. so many, <laughs> so many other shows, but there is a family friendly one. There is. It's called Once Upon a Time, and we, my me and my beautiful wife Steph, we talk about Once Upon a Time. We actually, which is a television show. It is. Which uh, it's a fantastic little family show. It is. So if you want to check that out, you can do that by going to nthcast.com slash once. We appreciate it. Yeah. If you like cartoons oh, and Jesus. anime in particular, I just forgot to get this out of the way for you. Fuck. Uh, there's another show on the network called Dragon Ballers. It's where I, JD, and Steven the Brit are. We're currently watching through the new series Dragon Ball Super. <laughs> and we are. 
It's so gay. It's not gay. We're currently watching it's the movie. It's not gay if it's your brother. That's right. Yeah. That's gay with a side of something else. So uh, we're going through that. We're on episode 37 of Dragon Ball Super now. 37? Yeah. In a row? Yeah. In a row. <laughs> in a row. So uh, you can find that show. If you like anime, Dragon Ball, all those things, you'd like that show. It's at impcast.com uh, slash DBZ. And of course, you know about our main show, which... Without it, none of this would be possible. That's true. We appreciate your support. In fact, if you would be kindly enough to yeah. hop on over to iTunes iTunes, mm-hmm. and leave us a rating and review, I would appreciate it. I, I would on, too. I, I was on that sound bitch earlier today, and would you believe somebody has clicked the one star five times? <laughs> five times. It's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. But that's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, there's no, there's nothing else needs to be said about that. Uh, we we appreciate you. Uh, we get feedback every day. We do, and um, we got a really nice email today. Actually, we did from Elise. Is if we butcher your name, are, are you are you really going to mess up her? Name? I mean, she said some nice stuff. I'm, I'm, is that what it was? I don't have my email in front of me. At least makes sense to me. Yeah. If we butchered your name, I apologize profoundly. But we appreciate your kind words. Thank you for your note. Um, without you guys, none of this, none of this would really work. None That's of this right. would be possible. And we appreciate. We pre- We just want you to know that we appreciate you more than you can probably ever understand. Absolutely, that's true. And probably would ever care to understand. Yeah. We'd love to show you how much we appreciate you, but then that... <laughs> then you wouldn't appreciate us showing no, you how no, much we appreciate it. No. Very few people no, do. I've never... No. If you want to contact us, you can hit us up on Twitter, at FearNthCast. That's a great, great Twitter handle that we have. Is it? I'm so proud of it. Or you can email us, fear, fear at, at NthCast.com. Will you, you're going to talk over me? Yeah. you do it? Well, remember, fight the dead. Fear. The end cast. <laughs>